What's up, strongest men, women, and children from blocks all around the world? I am my block's strongest man, and tonight I have for you a very special guest, the Brownsville Brute, Jamie Wilson. Ciao, homie. Welcome back to My Block Strongest Man, where we bring strong men into the mainstream by discussing all of the latest strong man events in the greatest analytic detail that you'll find anywhere on YouTube. Remember to follow me on Spotify or Anchor so you can get notifications of all of the great interviews and analysis of competition prep that I bring to you weekly on this podcast. Share these episodes across all of your social media, and of course, follow me on Instagram at MyBlockStrongest, and on Twitter, and on my flagship YouTube channel, MyBlockStrongestMan, where you can get full video versions of everything you hear on this podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, click that support button and support us in any way you can. It's greatly appreciated and helps us keep bringing you this high quality content. Now on to today's topic. All right. Um, so speaking of the record breakers, I know that David was doing uh, a payout for the sandbag record and he keeps paying out every year until somebody beats it. Like number one, what do you think of that idea? Number two, do you think it should be extended to the other record breaker events and maybe to the women as well? I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I think that's the way Dave has it set up. I think that's, you know, a really neat way to do it. Yeah. Did you think the 500 pounds was too much for starting? I don't know how much you paid attention to other events, but. <laughs> I'll tell you what, like a 500 sandbag, a 500 pound sandbag is absolutely insane. Like, you know, and I've seen uh, uh, Claiborne and Mitchell, they, they had picked it off the floor, got to their knees, couldn't quite lap it. But that itself was, you know, just ridiculous to me. But, like, yeah, I can't imagine a 500-pound sandbag. Uh, I have a 400-pound sandbag here in my garage, and uh, I haven't ever even budged it. Like, I've made it attempted it once or twice, uh, you know, and just getting your arms around the 500-pound sandbag to pick it up off the floor is, you know, that's an accomplishment itself. Yeah, I mean, I was having this conversation with John Greaves. And uh, yeah. so, you know, I understand his position of you want to make it, like, difficult to attain so the record isn't broken for a while and whatnot. But my perspective was, I, so I don't know if you've ever seen the show The Strongest Man in History, but it was Robert Oberst, Eddie Hall, Brian Shaw, and Nick Best. And they were recreating strongman feats from history. And one of them was in some particular bar. I forgot which uh, historical strongman it was, but apparently he picked up like a 460 pound sandbag and walked around the bar with it. And so I guess they all decided that it was uh, BS. It was impossible. So they said, we're going to do it with 400. And only two of the guys could do it. I think Robert Oberst and Nick Best did it. And so when I heard 500, I thought like, only two out of these four guys, I think Brian didn't try it because he was hurt. But, you know, I said, like, two of the guys struggled with four. Is 500's, like, not doable, is it? And so, that, that was just my point. Of, my point. Like, don't start with that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they had uh, – there's a few sandbags around the platforms, I guess, to kind of warm up with. Uh, I think the heaviest one was 300, but I didn't know if there were any back there in the back where the warm-ups were. Like, there was some equipment in the back where people could mess with. But, like, but yeah, I, uh, 
Yeah, I, I can't imagine trying that, um, you know, without, you know, warming up efficiently, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think Trey wasn't even on the list, but I guess when you're Trey, you show up, you say you want to take a crack at something. Everybody says, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so you want to, can you walk us through kind of your prep for Mammoth, how you feel like your prep went? Did you feel prepared? And like, uh, how did the day go just overall on your mind? Um, I was prepping for a show early January too, and I competed early January. So I was kind of throwing, which that competition had a block press in it at the end of a press medley. Um, so it all kind of worked out well. Uh, Nick and I, Nick Sanders and I, we, uh, we trained hard, um, for the block press, um, you know, for, like I said, it's probably more close, closer to eight weeks. Uh, training went amazing. You know, I hit a 290 pound, uh, block press in training two weeks out, pretty easy press. Uh, so I was wanting to hit a 300 pound block press the day of the competition, uh, get to the competition and a few things just had to change that day. You know, we had rules meeting and then three hours later, we finally got to attempt the block press. So that kind of put a, it kind of affected us a little bit, but it affected all three of us the same. We all had to wait the same. Um, you know, I, I know I started kind of cramping up, tightening up. I had to warm up two or three different times. Uh, you know, then the floor, the way it was uneven, uh, it, it, it switched, it changed my clean or the pick of the block a little bit, you know, to where I usually – straddle the block have a foot on each side of the block and pick it from the floor that way the way the floor was uneven the dirt floor i couldn't get my fingers under the block you know the way i wanted them to so i'd have to prop the block up on my feet narrow my stance in a little bit so that changed that a little bit um but the biggest issue was in training i trained with the grip shirt all through training so uh, when I get to the comp, I didn't have, I didn't use a grip shirt. Totally my fault. Um, you know, so when I cleaned it to my chest, I was having a huge issue with the block sticking high up where it needed to be. Right. And it was throwing my hand placement off. It was throwing everything off. Um, so, and what, you know, like what was happening with the grip shirt, the block would really grip to the shirt to where not having it, it was just sliding down probably about an inch, inch and a half, just enough to really throw everything off to where I couldn't even get into position to press it. Right. I knew it, I knew in warmups things felt off, um, you know, with a 220 block. I mean, that's, that's an easy warm-up rep for me. I knew things. I knew it could be a long day for me uh, during warm-ups. So, but, you know, it is what it is. I learned from a few things and, you know, I, I definitely learned to uh, compete just like you train. You know, if that means with a grip shirt, then it's, it's the little things that's really going to matter in that situation. Right. Right. That makes sense. The warmups were done in the, on the arena floor, the same uneven floor. Right. So that's why you kind of knew there was an issue. Yes. Uh, you know, but the issue was, I knew the issue, even, even with the pick, propping up on my feet that that wasn't throwing me off too bad it was once i got the block here 
and, and getting my hands underneath the block. I knew because the block would slide. Yep. And I, I, I knew I was going to be, you know, I knew it was going to be a, a, a bad day. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of checked out the video of your lift right before this, just, you know, as research, yeah. and I noticed you would get it to your chest and it would slide and you'd have to use your hands to arrest the sliding instead of to get into the pressing position that you yes. wanted to get into. So it's like fighting a, a difficult to win battle. Yes. And when, and you know, when you got a, when you start getting heavier weight on your chest like that, if, if you're wasting your time, just a half a second, it, it's, it's taking, it's taking from you, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I'm sure also your air is a certain way as well. Yes. Like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so all that being said, kind of what um, let's say there was an ideal environment. The Mauser is still a difficult implement, much more than any type of bar because the, the center of gravity is out in front of you and things like that. But what are things that just outside of Mammoth generally make a Mauser difficult to press? You know, Nick and I, we would we would work up the heavy singles one week and hit two seventies and two eighties. You know, the following week we might hit some reps with it, feeling amazing. Third week come in and feel amazing, and miss a two forty or two fifty block. Hmm. You know, just getting into the position to press the block itself is is a task. Definitely by far harder than anything I've pressed overhead. Log, axle, circus dumbbell, uh, keg, in my opinion. Um, so, man, like, you know, Steve Smith, the women that uh, broke the records there that day, then you got Steve Smith. I mean, it's hats off to those guys. Wyatt Dawson, he's the guy that got the record in my weight class out of Paducah, you know, Kentucky. So, yep. I mean, they came there that day and they – they they showed up and executed. Yeah, I had Jessica Fithin on the other night, so we were we were talking Mauser. Impressive, impressive. Two hundred twenty pound block. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was telling her, you know, uh, normally I would hold back and not say you smashed the old record to not offend the other person, but the other person was her. She broke her own record. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, they, you know, amazing show of strength. Yeah. For sure. It, just, it sounds to me like whereas other implements like an axle or even a standard bar, uh, shall I say, present themselves to you in a standard way, the Mauser doesn't because it's moving in three dimensions. So you, it's not presented in a standard fashion to you every time. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely fair. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have um, to be so, you have to be so precise with that block. It's. I, in my opinion, pressing overhead, probably the most unforgiving. Right, right. Yeah. So kind of all that being said, uh, if you were invited, would you go back to Mammoth next year? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which I'll, uh, I'll probably sign up next year. Uh, you know, he, he probably won't send any, in, you know, uh, invitations or anything like that, but I'll, I'll sign up to go for that record again. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Um, do you so when you compete? Do you typically do record breakers or full sets of events? Do you go back and forth? How does that work out for you? No, I've never done any record breaker. That's the only record breaker I did. And you know, that's another thing too. Is I'm not going to lie, my nerves have a lot to do with it as well. Uh, that you know, besides you know nationals, but even that you know, just to be there to have a chance to have a, a record. 
uh, nerves were getting to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that was the first time I ever done that. It's usually, I, I, I just go to a competition, you know, a five event in competition, you know, a nationals qualifier or something like that and compete. Yeah. I mean, it's just something you get used to. And next time you're a little better at it, you know, it's just getting accustomed yeah. to it like anything else. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what would you say out of all of Strongman, what's the thing you like the best about the sport? I love the training, uh, you know, day in, day out, week in, week out. So, and challenging yourself and going by your program and challenging yourself and executing and training and, uh, you know, hitting PRs. Uh, I love showing up at the competitions, seeing where the hard work has paid off. Um, but the people, the people and competitors, I've met some really good friends through Strongman mm-hmm. since 2014, you know, probably just as good as I would put some guys I've known my whole life. So, I mean, I've just met some really, really cool people in the sport and I've traveled, you know, traveling and training with some of these people, inviting them down to train with me, you know, the, the camaraderie of the sport, it's it's just amazing. Yeah, everybody I talk to says that, and I, especially the ones who have done powerlifting before that say powerlifting meets are like you go with your head down, nobody talks to each other, and you know you don't want to be bothered. But strongman, like people are sharing food, they're laughing together, everybody's all they compete, but they're friends, they root for each other, and you can see that from a spectator's point of view. Yes, yeah, it, it is. I've I've never I've never competed in powerlifting, so I can't really. Uh, weigh in on that, but, but yeah, I, I haven't had any, any bad experiences in strongman as far as with competitors. Um, right. Everything's been positive. Cool. So yeah. what if uh, kind of a very slightly stronger than regular guy like me wanted to learn how to do a Mauser or any, any of your other favorite events, what's some advice you would give me? If you wanted to learn how to do a Mauser, I'll just be honest with you right here. Uh, I would do probably maybe what I might do is uh, try to reach out to Steve Smith. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> go, go straight to the man. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. Um, all right. So we've been talking a lot of strong man. What hobbies do you have outside of strength training? Uh, hobbies I have outside of training. Um, I mean, I guess you could maybe some people might put this with it, but I actually like, uh, you know, bicycle riding with my daughter. Okay. I like to, t- I like to take her on warm days. Her and I go, uh, you know, riding the trails about, a, about seven minutes down the road here. And, uh, you know, we'll ride our bikes, you know, different various trails and, you know, usually about a two mile ride, you know, cause, her little legs get tired. She's seven. So her little yeah. legs get a little tired, a little more tired than mine do. So the two miles is plenty. She gets exercise. I get exercise and then uh, I enjoy it. Um, you know, I like, I like cars, uh, you know, car shows and things like that. Fast cars. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's about it. I don't, uh, I don't really have any time for any other hobbies. I, I, I just really love training. I love training. Yep. I hear that. I don't have time for uh, hobbies other than uh, 
following all of you training. <laughs> hey, hey, that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> I literally, I got, so right in the next room is like my little weight room. And I literally got the deadlift bar in there. I run in there between meetings and just do, get done what I can get done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so hobbies, you know, sometimes hobbies can cost money. Uh, strong man. Everybody knows that they cost money, whether it's training at home, gym memberships, whatever it is, food, whatever it costs money. So I figured my money's going and, you know, it's going in enough places. Right. To have too yeah. to have too many hobbies, you know. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. So, uh, like what's, new, the, what's new and exciting on the horizon in the future for you? Uh, new and exciting. I'm going to compete in E Town, Kentucky. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the show, but I'm going to go up there March 20th to compete. Okay. Um, and then. July, I would like to hit Tyler Tyler Young's competition with Grade Eight Performance. Mm. Um, he's, he has a competition July third, just a three event competition. I went okay. last year. I went last year. He puts on a great show. That was his first one. Uh, I'd like to see what his stuff does in the upcoming years. Yeah, you, yeah, people, for sure. People need to look out for his shows for sure. Definitely shoot me over the info. I'll, I'll promote you and him. And uh, especially if he's doing a live stream, that would be great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So, so uh, just kind of to wrap up, tell everybody how they could get a hold of you, follow you, anything you'd like to promote. I don't know if you're sponsored or in affiliation with anything, but whatever you'd like to promote, take this opportunity. I mean, you know, I, I've taken in a lot of new competitors over the years, novice competitors, people that hasn't ever competed or got a chance to mess with implements. Um, you know, I, I, Jeremiah Benefield helped me out when I first got in, he invited me up to his place and I was able to touch the implements, compete for the first time. So I do that for people. You know, I try to give back to the community. Uh, people can reach me on Instagram, you know, at Brownsville underscore brute or Facebook messenger. They can look up Jamie Wilson. They can probably recognize the profile picture. Uh, and shoot me a message on Messenger. So, so yeah, if anybody's interested that hasn't got a chance to uh, – interested in competing that hasn't got a chance to mess with any implements, wants to learn a little bit, have a little fun, better themselves, whatever, shoot me a message. I'd be more than happy to help you out the best I can. Fantastic. That's really generous. And, uh, once again, I really wanted to thank you for jumping on tonight. Uh, I know we stayed a little longer than we wanted to, but uh, greatly appreciate it, and we'll catch up again for the next comp. Absolutely, John. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, anytime, brother. Anytime. You just let me know. All right, sir. You have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Remember to follow me on Spotify or Anchor so you can get notifications of all of the great interviews and analysis of competition prep that I bring to you weekly on this podcast. Share these episodes across all of your social media. And of course, follow me on Instagram at MyBlockStrongest and on Twitter and on my flagship YouTube channel, MyBlockStrongestMan, where you can get full video versions of everything you hear on this podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, click that support button and support us in any way you can. It's greatly appreciated and helps us keep bringing you this high-quality content. Ciao, homie.